everybody and welcome to this episode of the Advanced Real Estate Podcast with my co-hosts Glenn and Darcy. And today the topic will be mindset. So when you go into real estate investing, a part of it has to do with being an entrepreneur, being on your own. So how do you, how do have we handled it and uh, how do we handle it today and to discuss this? I thought maybe uh, Darcy could lead the conversation. Yeah, all right. Um, boy, I, that's a, an evolving issue for me because early on it's desperation and then it's just perspiration and then it's aspiration. Like the desperation part is I just needed this. I needed to succeed. So um, you try anything. You desperately read in every spare moment. You talk to anyone, you attend meetings, it's just, it's just information, trying to find stuff. That was my mindset then. I just got to know this, dive deep into whatever I can find. Um, a seminar on a Wednesday afternoon on real estate investing, I'm there, front row, first seat on the right, uh, notebook, recorder. I want all of this. The takeaways, is there a book, a paper? Yeah, I'm taking it, and I'm reading it at night. So my mindset was mostly just pure desperation. Um, then once you get into it, it's just perspiration. You just got to work it. Uh, a lot of people need to see the whole road ahead of them, what success looks like. I just think in large measure, you make your success. You find a way. My father-in-law uh, said, you know, about me when we bought our first house, I said, I can't afford $1,300 payments. He said, have you ever missed your rent? I said, no, it's only $525. He said, you won't miss this either. I said, I don't know. It's two and a half times higher. He said, yeah, <laughs> don't worry about it. You won't lose it. You won't miss it. You won't give up your house. You'll do what it takes. So I anticipate I'm going to drive a cab. I mean, there was an Ubers then and delivery jobs like there are now, but it was just perspiration. You just dig in and find a way. Get your teeth into something and don't let go. Darcy, so, do you think any of this is like, you know, because you listen to all these uh, other podcasts and other things and you always hear, uh, it's like a back to the wall story. Like someone's, the ones who are really successful almost always have like, they don't have the cozy job. Like there's something in their life that like if they didn't, put the work in or just do it yeah. that they were going to be screwed completely. Like they're like at the bottom or something really bad was going to happen or they just yeah. came out of a coma or something like that. Like, do you think we need like something like that to push us or can a regular person that's actually has a good job and everything pull this off? I think, I think it's a measure of need. You know, I think you look at models like Maslow's hierarchy and somewhere in the base need and where my alligator brain at the bottom of my brainstem, I need to do this. I need something, some success or validation or some sort, something in this. I need a task that's monumental, big enough for my ambitions or what my energy. I need to feel um, that I'm doing something meaningful. I don't want to do dumb things. I don't want to just fill a job. Uh, so if there's people that, of course, would resonate with that, I think they're ripe for this. Um, and it's a lot of it is in the third thing in my aspirations. What I wanted out of this. People talk about dream boards. Glenn, you talked about that on the inside of your advisor, your truck that you sold to yep. someone else who's now driving your dreams around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have to go back to episode two or three for that, folks. Yeah. There's an aspiration to have something or be something or do something. And it hits on do, be, and have all three of those things for me. I want to, I want to be doing something that's meaningful and something that tests my skills and the breadth and depth of what I am. Um, I want to be something that's something, not just, you know, identified by a number on an employment role. Um, so ego, sure. 
Okay, a little bit. All right, maybe a little bit more. Um, be, do, and have at some point. I want freedom. I want control. Um, I want to control the risks in my life in as much as I can. I mean, meteor falls out of the sky. We're all dead. Um, what about I, like the why? Like we always, we, we've, even on our other episodes, we've talked about the why. Like that kind of is like the, the what? Or yeah, like the, like, yeah. Why are you doing that? Like, you know, because like if you, even if you're like, it's, it's really hard if you're in a cushy job, right? to yeah. go and put all the extra time in afterwards. Um, yeah. So you, I, th I think if you're not against the wall, you have to have a really powerful why. Yeah, I think it's in those things. I wanna test my strength. I wanna find out what I can do. I wanna, uh, I certainly want freedom. I want control and autonomy. I've been in jobs where I've directed by other people. I don't like that. It's just, no. So somewhere in my why is the perversity of I just, I don't like to take instruction. I wanna do it myself. I wanna find out, I wanna see who and what I am. Um, I don't mind that the rewards are monetary or with freedom or with control because all, you know, uh, stroke me in some way and tickle my butt. So that would be my, you know, sort of mindset. Aspirational, uh, that'd be the last one. Uh, uh, perspirational, what was it? Perspirational, aspirational, and <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I'll have to go back and listen to the podcast again, but that would be it. <laughs> you should listen to it twice. Everyone is so good. You should listen to it twice. I believe in seconds. It's good. But what about you guys? What is your, you know, I know you're all driven. Let's do Ari first because whenever Ari always gets stuck at the end and then we have yeah, to fit I, into I, whatever time is left. <laughs> um, well, for me, yeah, it's pretty similar. I, uh, you know, I like to look at etymology of words and, you know, mindset is made out of setting your it set set your mind and i for me there was a, a big transition between uh, being a working nine to five having a, a manager somebody telling me what to do and and then making my own decisions and yeah so i needed to set my mind to a to a new a new way of uh, a new way of living a new way of working and and i remember i used to live uh, young and lawrence in toronto and i had an apartment that had a south view so I would get the sun during the day on a sunny day and, and I would meditate and, and I would uh, set my intentions. I would be very intentional about, you know, my next step. And I would envision myself uh, what, what my new life would look like, what my next decisions would be. And very much like Darcy, there was a phase of education and uh, I read a lot of books. The podcasts were not as popular back then. And, and I educated myself so that I would make informed decisions um, uh, for, my, for my life after. And, and I find it very important to, to, stay, to, stay, uh, to stay focused on what it is I want to achieve. And, and to do that, I, I go on a walk every day, for example, right now during uh, uh, the lockdown here because of COVID. And I go on a walk listening to podcasts so that I stay in, the, um, in, in, in this aspirations like Darcy was saying um, you know thinking big dream, dreaming big and and that's what keeps me going and and also I think it's important to um, I was listening to a podcast about um, real estate development and the person is also a, a mentor and was saying it's good to have a, a vision for what it is you're doing and um, for me something he described that echoed with me was um, providing people with quality affordable housing and I, I like that idea and um, and for development he was talking about 
improving the, um, the quality of the housing around 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 him and that also isn't is... isn't development usually like most times when i think of it anyway it's like people building these you know fancy multi-families or a bunch of you know sub making a new subdivision but they're usually not cheap they're not affordable housing they're usually when i think of them as a, usually higher end housing is what they build now right well the guy in question was uh, was an australian investor and so he compared to the competition his price point was just a little lower so it's new, so it's yeah, it's more expensive than uh, yeah than used, but his price point was just a little lower. Okay, all right. But yeah, that's how I look at it, and uh, and I find you know you need I need to lean on people, and I, I like the idea of having mentors. I have several, so I I, I use mentors to keep me um, accountable, to keep me to help me grow, continue to grow, and. And, and for example, a, a very good piece of advice I received from my mentor recently was uh, to, um, from a mentor was uh, stay focused. And he was saying that the people he knows that are very successful in what they do are people that are extremely focused. They do one task and they become the best at doing that task. And um, so that was a, a good piece of advice. So I tried to, uh, to uh, yeah, I set my mind to something and then take the actions to achieve it. And then... And like uh, I had a guest at one at my show, uh, Edna Keep, and she was saying each level has its own devil. So you know, as you grow, you know, every time you, you're faced with new challenges, which require you to either either educate yourself or, like Darcy was saying, you know, talk to have many conversations with others that have already walked the walk. Yeah. And like one of those tricks that I've just uh, been implementing into my business lately is because that's the problem is I lose focus. They're, you're going through an email list and then you're going, oh, I'm going this way. Now I'm going this way. Now I'm doing it's some sort of accounting thing or now it's a property management thing now and I'm all over the place. Right. So I started separating my emails. So I created a bunch of new emails. Right. Still at the same domain. But like so that my prop like if I'm going to analyze deals, I'm going to sit there and just it'll have it all in order. It'll analyze deal after deal after deal after deal. It'll turn everything else off so that it's focused. And I'm like, you can get way more done in the same amount of time by just doing the same sort of things over again. And I'm like, okay, now I'm going to go into property management. Oh, deal with this, deal with this, deal with this, deal with this. And then go to the next one and just go through each chunk. Because otherwise I'm, you're logging into new things and you're logging out other things and you're logging and you're, you're moving all over the place and there's no focus. And that, that's what I was doing. And I'd be like, I've been down in my basement for four hours working in the office. And really like you go, I, how did I only get that done? Like I should have been able to get way more done than that. <laughs> yeah. I like how you've linked, both linked um, your uh, mindset to specific practices. Both are that explicit links are, both clearly, I think this, therefore I do this. It's a version of Emmanuel Kant's, I think, therefore I am. I think real estate, therefore I do real estate, or I think management or purchasing. That's that's good because that without focus, you can do a ton. You can just squander your energy all over the place. That's that's a really good key. Mm -hmm. I like that a lot. So when I was thinking about this episode ahead of time, like we, we, all we said was we were going to be talking about mindset. So I, I, my, where my mind went was more of the barriers that I've went through uh, for mindset uh, mm -hmm. rather than like the, the, the prep and stuff that you, you guys were talking about. Um, and what, the biggest barrier I think in my business ever has been taking people's money. It, it, terrified me like it, it didn't terrify me it sounds in practice you're like yeah. yeah 
I, no problem. I can take money. That sounds like a great idea. I can scale this and do all this stuff. But then you like, you start some of your, like you get this project and you're like, every time I would go, wait, can I do this a different way? Can I use my line of credit? Can I make it another way to not use it? And if I had the money and I'm like, I just kept using my own money. And you're just like, but then you'd feel pigeonholed because you're like, oh, should I take on another deal? Cause I don't have that backup money. Right. If, Cause I, yeah. you know, if I need it to do that other, other deal, then, or like, you know, if someone doesn't want to invest in this, then well, how, what am I going to do with this? Right. If I put it under contract. So then you go in this weird circle and then you're like, okay, then you refi, you get your money back and you're like, okay, let's take on another deal. I have my backup money. And then you end up using your backup money instead of, you know, partnering on the deal or raising private money or, you know, getting debt partners or equity partners, whatever you wanted to do. And I just kept doing that for a long time. And it was like this stupid thing. And then I, I finally, I don't know what I did, <laughs> but I just went for it. But it's not like it's, uh, it's kind of ingrained in me because I know even, I just never like owing money or having that. I don't know what it is. And I don't want anyone to lose their money. Like it's. No, no that's like, a calamity. I remember as even like, you know, a college student, we went to the casino, right? And I was playing roulette and I was doing really well. And then my friends are like, here, have some of my money to do the same thing. And as soon as I did, my mind changed. And I was worried about losing the money instead of continuing to play the game I was playing. Mm. Yeah, that's and, mindset too. Yeah. It's a shift of mind. Yeah. And so you have to like, you have to be able to do the same thing that you're doing for yourself, for other people to really scale this. And it's not easy. And I think that if you don't have that worry, that's a concern too. Like you should, sure. you should be concerned about losing other people's money. You should be concerned about dealing with other people's assets. <laughs> if you're not, there's a bigger, you know, people maybe shouldn't be investing with you. Yeah, with well, trust comes a responsibility. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a mindset that maybe you might have had from the outset that you're going to be integral because you're going to have these values-based uh, activities. I'm going to do this based on my values one. You know, I don't screw anybody over and I'll lose their money. I uh, tend diligently to the asset and make sure that we don't lose here. Um, uh, that's a mindset. Boy, we could go into values, uh, a deep dive into values for several episodes if we wanted to talk about what values underlie what we do. Because that's a good, you know, that's the source. That's your fountain or your well of resolve. That might be you carrying that episode. I don't know if I can, I don't know if I've done the deep dive of myself to know where I'm I hear them jumping from. out of your conversation all the time. It's a values-based <laughs> conversation you're having. And it's not talking about money. It's about what, what you value and where. And as soon as we're offline, I see what you value. That's true. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. why we started this podcast because we were just having a three-way conversation and talking about stuff. And I'm like, some of the times, yeah. like, this is so good. Why aren't we recording it? But yeah. I, I, it's true though. Even <clears throat> as soon as we turn on the mic, it is a little different. Like we're not, totally. it's not as off the cuff. You're kind of like, I don't know, other people could be listening to this. Less salty know. language. Generally. Yeah, <laughs> yes, too. that too. <laughs> but it's very interesting, you know, looking at mindset from the perspective of challenges and uh, that's, that's interesting too. <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah. I mean, that's part of the perspiration part. I want to see what those challenges are. I want to see what it takes to take them on. And sometimes it's like, oh crap. Uh, I'm in way too deep, um, but the mindset is got to be a way, got to be a way to figure this out. But what I is know your that mindset. So go ahead. Go ahead. My 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 approach has been um, has been getting ready for it. You know, when when I have a new challenge, and and it's been 
it's been like that, you know, because when you when you invest in real estate, you have to know about um, about how to repair property, how to fix a roof, a leak, uh, a sewer, all this stuff. You need to learn, and because uh, you know, otherwise, contractors can take advantage of you, and um, and they use fear a lot. Some of them, you know, mm-hmm. use fear. They make you afraid, and then you know, then comes a big bill, and then you're gonna pay the bill because you're afraid. You don't want to lose your asset, and mm-hmm. and I know for myself that's that's a uh, I've been very methodical. I always, always do research and, and internet is fantastic for that. You can look up and, and a lot of, uh, there is lots of sites you can research to, to find out the information you need. And I know for myself, when I'm faced with a challenge, my first go-to is going to be uh, first talk to my wife about it <laughs> and then make a plan on how I'm going to educate myself so I can do, I can, uh, tackle the problem from a place of being informed from uh, being you know intelligent about it that's another show as well favorite (laughs) books best books ever best websites best source of knowledge or help and then like like off of what i was going to say before was it's a lot of it is how people deal with difficult situations like even when i'm talking to a property manager like when you want people are recommending a property manager like oh what's going wrong nothing the 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 property management's been perfect and you're like okay well you need them to you want somebody who's dealt with a difficult situation and resolved it like Mm. you know like every property manager is perfect when there's nothing going wrong right when there there's nothing to deal with Uh, like i want someone who's fixed a problem yeah yeah, problem uh, solvers. Mm. Yeah, because you know anyone can just take the money, <laughs> collect the yeah. money, and put it in an account, right? It, it's whenever there's hard stuff. How do they deal with it? Yeah, no, that's good. Yeah, yeah are they going to be resourceful? Are they going to call on you? Are they going to be? Yeah, yeah are their stress levels going to go high? Going to up? Yeah. Going to go up? And it's yourself too, right? Like, how do you deal with it? Because things don't go perfect. <laughs> there's, there's. I buy difficult properties. I always have something difficult going on. <laughs> oh yeah. Hey, can we talk about one of my favorite pet peeves? Like you talk about difficulties in mindset. Mm-hmm. Those ideas, those guys that sell the idea of turnkey. I just, I just love to buy failed turnkeys. There are no turnkeys and certainties in life. Oh, yeah. That just makes me laugh. Five minutes yep. or short. Uh, run out of time. But that mindset that you're going to expect complications. You're going to expect something's going to go wrong. I love, uh, it's a quote uh, from a French general. I forgot the real guy who said it, but Mike Tyson's version of it is, everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the face. Yes. Everybody's got a plan until war happens. There's a French journalist, to famously quote it first. Everyone's got a plan until something really happens. And then you don't have a plan. You have persistence. You have resourcefulness. You have mindset. You have what you are. Plan goes out the window and you get stuff done. Um, There'll be people in the cheap seats that say, oh, you should have planned for a contingency of 30% or 35% or all this stuff. And you go, yeah, these people have never run even a popsicle stand that saw that once on a bumper sticker or a poster in a dental office. They know nothing. The people that do stuff are out there in the arena fighting for it. And those are the ones that, you know, that's what I love. That's, that's a mindset. I'm going to be out there like Gladiator in the center of the arena doing it and uh, see what happens and it's interesting because it's at the core of our of some of our business plans because you know you buy properties with issues with the idea that you're going to fix the issues so that the property can generate more income yeah 
yeah, and you learn a lot of other things along the way. The check at the end, the payout, yeah, it just goes to the bank account. The real value is what did you do? What did you learn? What did you become through this? What can you take into the next one? That's it for me. That what metaphor. What can you teach somebody else? Exactly. There's the, the give back part. Yeah. You have to credit that metaphor of the arena. That comes from Brene Brown. Her idea. Brene Brown, that's her idea. The guy, the metaphor, there's lots of people staring in the yelling from the stands and the cheap seats and the gladiator thing. And it comes from a, a quote, I think from, um, what's his name in the Rough Riders? Uh, Teddy Roosevelt. He said, there'll always be people uh, that don't, that aren't in the war, that aren't in the battle, um, that have some, that aren't, uh, yeah, Theodore Roosevelt. It's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how strong the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who's actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again, and who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst if he fails, at least fails, while daring greatly. Yeah, that's it for me. <laughs> that's it. And that comes from uh, Ray Brown's book, Dare to Lead. You, you drop the mic and you cut the episode, right? <laughs> that's it or you take us home hey yeah so thank you everybody for listening in tuning in and uh, we hope you enjoyed the episode and we hope to see you next week and the poetry reading (laughs) (laughs) thanks guys who thought we'd see that (laughs) 